Hello and welcome back once again to the Coffee and Heroes podcast, your weekly podcast taking you through the world of comics, uh, brought to you by a comic book store in Smithfield, Belfast. So this week it's the turn of the previews show. Now, it is just going to be me this week, uh, your host Alan and owner of Coffee and Heroes. Normally I'm joined by Keith, but he has taken a well-deserved holiday this week, so I'm going to be flying solo on this one, but hopefully you'll stick with me as I take you through the previews books that arrived just this week, uh, letting you know what titles are due for this coming August and slightly beyond. So, as ever, the previews the preview show is all about letting you know what's coming out. It's making sure you don't miss out on those titles. Uh, it always helps comic book stores in advance to know the the interest in titles just to the gauge how many to order that kind of thing we always want to make sure people don't miss out on first prints of titles miss out on variant covers if they prefer them so the earlier we know about it is always the better you know just to make sure that that is that is the case you know so but with the previews it's the same format as ever you've got three different books uh, that are sent to comic stores you've got the dc book you've got the marvel book and then you've got the main previews catalog which essentially takes care of all of the independent labels so things like image comics things like dark horse things like awa and so on so it's just i want to go through the books and pick out the things that i'm looking forward to most anyway i have consulted with keith on this as well and and picked out a few of his things so his his fingerprints still will be all over this podcast even if he's not here with me uh in person but yeah, with regards to the books themselves, just a brief overview. I thought the DC book was very, very strong this month. I mean, obviously, I'm a huge Batman fan. There's plenty in there for, you know, Bat fans, I would say. There's uh, the return of a very welcome event uh, done through DC Comics from Tom Taylor. You may be able to work out what it is before I get to it, but it's the the concluding chapter of uh, a universe he's been building for a few years now. There's two absolutely wonderful essential omnibuses that I'll certainly be getting to in the DC book as well. You've got the the things like Dark Crisis is continuing, so you've got some tie-in issues, you've got the main series still continuing, and then plenty in between as well. With regards to the Marvel book, it's it's a strong book in terms of the ongoing titles. Tons of good stuff on that are there's is consistently going on. In terms of newer titles, there's not an awful lot. I mean, the, the biggest thing this month I would say would be uh, a special one shot to celebrate a certain web slinger uh, being around for sixty years. There's a couple of other nice bits and pieces. Of course, there's some strong omnibuses in there as well as we like to highlight every month. And uh, yeah, plenty to get through in the Marvel book. Not a lot of starting points as a say new series, but plenty of good stuff continuing that I'm sure will be able to guide you and let you know when you can jump on to. And then finishing off from there, you have the main previews book, and it's a very strong month for indie comics, especially Image once again. Image have pulled out all the stops this month. Some awesome looking new mini series. You've got some fantastic uh, titles hitting trade paperback, their first volumes. You've got some lovely hardcovers being put together of some of their best titles. And then, as I say, there's plenty from the other um, the other publishers as well. And I've picked out quite a few sort of small press publisher bits and pieces as well. So again, with with the smaller press, there's there's always going to be smaller print runs of those. So it's always good to know about those ones in advance. So yeah. I'll go through the books one by one and again just point out what I'm looking forward to. So kicking things off with DC, because of course I have to be DC biased as everybody knows. You know, you, you open up the book, the first thing you see is Batman 126. So this of course is the continuation of the new run from Chip Zdarsky and Jorge Jimenez. I'm just highlighting this because obviously this is the August book, but kicking off in July will be Chip Zdarsky's run on Batman, which will kick off at 125. So again, that's a perfect starting point if you want to jump on. It's obviously going to be a great run because everything Zdarsky's been doing recently points towards a quality title. He has said that it's going to be a long-form story as well, but he is kicking off with, a, I think it's a four-parter called Failsafe. So although 126 is in this catalogue, if you're still looking for 125, do get in touch with us and we can get you down for that one of the biggest titles though from the dc book this month is undoubtedly of course i have to you know renew my subscription to the cult of king and that's because we have a a new prestige format series coming out called batman one bad day now the idea of this is going to be to be focusing on different villains and with different creative teams each time each issue is going to be squarebound, prestige uh, format. It's not the prestige plus the larger black label size, it's traditional comic size. So 64 pages is essentially what the killing joke is, so I think that's what this is trying to invoke. 
The first one coming out is Batman One Bad Day, The Riddler. So again, a one-shot focusing on The Riddler. And this comes from the powerhouse team of Tom Keane and Mitch Dereds. You know, of course, they've worked together before in The Sheriff of Babylon, Strange Adventures, and for me, arguably their best title, which was Mr. Miracle. The preview pages for this look fantastic and, you know, it's to give you a little rundown of the, the solicitation for it is The Dark Knight's greatest villains get their greatest stories yet. The Riddler, Two-Face, The Penguin, Mr. Freeze, Catwoman, Bane, Clayfish and Raz al Ghul. Batman's most iconic villains are all given the 64-page prestige format specials that show why they are the greatest villains in all of comics spearheaded by today's top talent. So this is going to be DC Black Label. It's going to be pretty dark stuff from what I understand. I know Mitch Jareds has already said that this is going to be the, the scariest incarnation of the Riddler yet. That's quite the uh, claim, especially given the recent uh, Batman movie where the Riddler was very much reimagined as a twisted serial killer. So definitely get your orders down for that. Now, I've had a couple of different people already uh, put their names down. Some people want to stick to all of the titles and have the whole collection. Some people want to pick and choose as they go based on the creative teams or the characters. Either way is fine with us. Just specify if you want put down for the Riddler one. Do you want to stick with just the Riddler and see how you get on? Or do you want to jump on and get all of those one shots? So again, there are some brilliant uh, creative teams coming up on that. Next up is actually a bit of a graphic novel. I, well, it's not quite a graphic novel. I mean, it's 56 pages, so it's not far beyond what the uh, the length is for the Batman One Bad Day. But I've mentioned this before on the YouTube channel and in store as well. So Lee Bermeo, one of the best artists around, if you ask me, in terms of realism, has been doing varying covers for Detective Comics now for a couple of years. And he let it slip recently that they sequent- they're not released sequentially, but you can move the order of them around and it tells a story. Well, they've decided to collect all those together in the one volume and it's called Batman Dear Detective. So it's going to have all of those covers, but it's also going to have little prose elements to it as well, which is going to cover the storyline. So what happens when a comics art powerhouse meets one of the greatest, most exciting heroes of all time? One part prestige art book, one part compelling noir tale, this one-of-a-kind edition collects Liebermeyer's most jaw-dropping Batman covers woven together to tell a story that strikes right at the heart of the Dark Knight's never-ending crusade. So that's going to be a wee one-shot and definitely worth getting your name down for. We continue through the book. There's a pretty cool-looking miniseries, sort of Azrael. Uh, you know, it's never a bad thing if we're bringing Azrael into comics. It's going to be a six-issue miniseries. And it comes from the team of Dan Waters, who recently did Arkham City, Order of the World. Uh, but it's an artist I'm not too familiar with. I'm probably going to butcher this pronunciation. But it's Nicola Zezmesia. Uh, and this is someone who's worked on Batman Urban Legends, Future State Gotham, as an example. So with Azrael, it's the warrior angel of St. Dumas returns. Jean-Paul Valley does not want to be Azrael ever again. Oh, he's in the wrong title, clearly. Uh, all it has brought him is pain, violence and misery. He has sequestered himself away at a monastery in Europe to find peace. But when a young woman who claims to have the same system programming that made Jean-Paul into Azrael arrives at the monastery, he won't have a choice but to don his violent mantle once more to protect her from the deadly assassins who wish her harm. So, six-issue miniseries for that, and good to see some uh, bat villains getting their, their time in the sun. But next up is definitely one of the titles of the month for me, and I had mentioned the, the coming back of a, a certain series, and this is it. Deceased War of the Undead Gods, number one. So this is going to be an eight-issue miniseries, and this apparently is the concluding chapter for Deceased. Deceased is, uh, has been a great title for DC Comics. You had Deceased, you had Deceased Dead Planet. In between those, you had Deceased Unkillables, and you'd also Deceased Hope at World's End. Those were sort of mini-series tie-ins. Well, now we're going on to the full-blown uh, trilogy capper. So, Deceased War of the Undead Gods, what began as a battle for Earth has become a war for the galaxy, as the epic final chapter in the massive Deceased franchise is here. The emergence of a reborn, undead dark side and deceased dead planet sets the stage for the most devastating conflict yet for Batman, Superman and Wonder Woman. As the anti-life equation spreads into the cosmos, the survivors of Earth prepare for the coming apocalypse and realise their only hope could lie in the most powerful surviving hero from the first Deceased series. So written by Tom Taylor and art by Trevor Harrison, the original artist on Deceased, so I will have that hooked to my veins, please. Moving along, by this point, Dark Crisis has reached number three, Joshua Williams and Daniel Samper's event. There is another one-shot tie-in called Dark Crisis Worlds Without Justice League, and this one focuses on Green Lantern. And it's a pretty good team for this as well. Philip Kennedy Johnson and art by Fernando Blanco on that. 
we continue through the book there's a couple of good facsimiles in here of course the facsimiles being perfect reproductions of the original issues so first of all you have the sandman number one this was solicited before i i seem to remember but they're obviously it obviously got put back a little bit and now it's being resolicited. but the one that definitely appeals to me is detective comics 27 the facsimile edition so this is probably the closest so many of us are going to get to owning detective comics 27 of course the first appearance of batman so just to get so Detective Twenty Seven, it's not just the first appearance of Batman. You're going to get the other stories that were present in the Detective Comics run as well. So own a copy of Batman's first appearance in the pages of Detective Comics with this facsimile version of Detective Twenty Seven, starring the Dark Knight Detective in the case of the Chemical Syndicate. This edition also includes recreations of the original vintage ads plus the complete backup stories featuring Speed Saunders, Buck Marshall, the Crimson Avengers, Slam Bradley, and more. Wow, we've never heard of any of those characters again. Not hard to see who the uh, the standout was for that. One thing definitely worth focusing on this month is anyone who's on Harley Quinn. So Harley Quinn is going to go weekly uh, this month. And it is all part of a storyline called Task Force XX. And it's the countdown to Harley Quinn's 30th anniversary. So this is an event it's written by stephanie phillips who of course is the current writer of harley quinn and then you have a, a rotating uh, artist there as well what's pretty cool in this one is that there are varying covers homage varying covers to classic covers from the past and they look to be free to order so with harley quinn 18 for example you can see it's an homage to detective or to batman number one with uh, Harley Quinn 20, you can see it's a homage to the first appearance of Batgirl. Harley Quinn 19, the first appearance of Robin. And then there's a nice homage cover to the, the killing joke with Harley Quinn 21 as well. Moving along from there, we have uh, a couple of titles, a couple of little miniseries here, I believe. Actually, one miniseries, one one-shot. The miniseries is The New Champion of Shazam, written by Josie Campbell and art by Evan Doc Shaner, who, of course, was the artist on Strange Adventures, along with Mitch Jareds. And this is going to be a four-part miniseries, which is going to focus on Shazam, or in this case, Mary Bromfield. Has always struggled to determine who she is outside her family. Kind of hard to do when you're all superheroes. Now after Billy Batson's heroic sacrifice, the power of Shazam has vanished and she's been left powerless. Most heroes would be distraught, but not Mary. It's finally time for a voyage of self-discovery as she prepares for her freshman year of college and a civilian life. But nothing is ever truly normal for this young hero, because she's now chosen as the new champion of Shazam. So yeah, we four-issue miniseries for that. And the one shot I was uh, alluding to was Olympus Rebirth number one. This is... Written by Becky Cloonan art by, and Michael W. Conrad. The art on this is Caitlin Yarsky. So, after years of bitter and violent conflict, the Greek, the Greek gods stand united to welcome their latest goddess, Hippolyta of Themyscira. Due to her heroic efforts in the mortal realm, the former queen has earned her rightful place among the gods and plans to use her newfound powers to take care of her Amazon sisters from beyond. Little does she know, some of the gods are wary of the new future Hippolyta brings and will do just about anything to stop her. So an interesting little one shot there. Moving through the book, there's some really good trades hitting this month as well. You've got first volumes of some of my favourite titles of the last year or two. You've got the Human Target book one, which is covering issues one to six. We have Dark Knights of Steel volume one, also covering one to six. And also covering 1-6 to six as well is uh, DC vs. Vampires as well, which has been an absolute brilliant series from Jim Stinian IV and Matthew Rosenberg. As well as that, you've got Tales of the Human Target, which is a little one-shot bridging the gap between the main series Human Target 1-6 to six and 7-12. to 12. Moving along from there, we're pretty much entering the realm of continuing series, so there's things that are uh, continuing on their merry way, things like Batman Beyond Neo Year, the last issue of Batman Killing Time, we have the last issue of Catwoman Lonely City, we have uh, Deathstroke Inc. continuing, we have Fables continuing, uh, moving along from there you've got Rogues, which I believe is the last issue of that absolutely brilliant Black Label series from Joshua Williamson. Uh, we're coming towards the end of Joshua Williamson's run on Robin with Robin 17, but it would be remiss of me not to talk about those two omnibuses that I mentioned in the opening credits. And that is American Vampire Omnibus Volume 1 and Volume 2. American Vampire is one of the titles that got me into single issue collecting it. It came off the back of enjoying the new 52 run of Batman so much. I wanted to check out what those creators had worked on aside from Batman. 
So, of course, the New 52 run written by Scott Snyder. Well, this was his indie series. Well, I say indie. It was published at DC Vertigo, uh, American Vampire Art by Raphael Albuquerque. And the first five issues were actually co-written by Stephen King, no less. An American vampire essentially charts vampires throughout history. It kicks off in the Old West with a, a cowboy called Skinner Sweet who gets turned into a vampire. And he becomes our eyes and ears through the, through the following decades. Each story arc was always focusing on a different part of human history and it was just basically showing how vampires were always there hiding in the background you've got the old west you've got a story arc set during world war one world war two through the greaser years through the space race all these different titles the first omnibus contains american vampire 1 to 27 as well as two mini series survival of the fittest and lord of nightmares survival of the fittest i remember was sean murphy on art and lord of nightmares was dustin wayne on art and then the second omnibus finishes it off with uh, American Vampire 28 to 34, the sequel series Second Cycle, the sequel series to that, 1976, and there's also a couple of one-shots thrown in there as well. So they are that are genuinely some of the best comics of the last uh, last few decades. Brilliant, really um, consistent run the whole way through. Raphael Albuquerque is the artist, aside from the miniseries the whole way through. Uh, Snyder on point, because I always think his work is... It's at its strongest when it has horror elements woven into it, and that is very much horror along with action, and a look through history as well, but yeah, cannot recommend that enough. And then we finish off the the DC book with, again, just some collected editions being uh, released, and just to sort of pick out my favourites from there, you've got Robins, which is a six-issue miniseries by Tim Seeley and Baltimore Rivas. You have uh, Task Force Z, Death's Door, which is Volume 1, written by Matthew Rosenberg, with art by Eddie Barrows and Jack Herbert. And then you've also got The Wonder Woman by the, the late, great George Perez, Omnibus resolicited there as well. So, all in all, a really, really strong month for DC, I think. Tons of great stuff in there, whether it's single issues, one-shots, collected editions, or indeed omnibuses. So, plenty to, uh, to cut your teeth into there. But we move away from there and on to the Marvel book, which always feels pleasingly chunky. Marvel do full-page ads for a lot of their titles, whereas DC will sort of do like six titles to a page when you get further through the book. But pleasingly chunky, so let's have a little flick through it. So the main focus in this book at the start is for this uh, Judgment Day event, the Avengers X-Men Eternals. So as well as having the main series through here, which by this point will have reached issue three and issue four, you also have tie-in series being mentioned. So you've got tie-ins to it, you know, Avengers X-Men, uh, Eternals, Death of the Mutants. You've got X-Men Red as tying into it. You've got Marauders, Immortal X-Men, X-Men itself, Wolverine, X-Force, Amazing Spider-Man is even tying into it as well as Avengers, Fantastic Four. I mean, Marvel are going all out on this. This looks like it's going to have an absolute plethora of tie-in issues. So if you only want certain tie-in issues, just do let us know. If you want everything, also let us know and we'll take care of that for you. I'd like to think that it's going to be a strong enough event that it will actually uh, allow you to just read the main title, but we'll wait and see, I suppose. Next up, uh, you have Fortnite times Marvel Zero War. So this, of course, is their upcoming collaboration with Fortnite, which, of course, proved so successful for DC. Each one will have a uh, downloadable skin for the game, just like that. So definitely keep an eye out. The this main series at Stealth starts really, really soon, actually, but it'll have reached issue 3 and 4 by August. One of the biggest ones this month is definitely Amazing Fantasy 1000. I'd love to know how Marvel arrived at this number. But uh, it's uh, Amazing Fantasy. It's 60 Years of Spider-Man. And this is a one-shot that features an absolute murderer's row of talent. Writing in this, you've got Neil Gaiman. You've got Jonathan Hickman. You've got Dan Slott. You've got Kurt Busiek, Rainbow Rowell, and more. You've got art from Jim Chang, Olivier Coupel, John Romita Jr., Michael Cho, Goran Parlov. Tons of great talent involved in this. So... We're going big to celebrate in this, our thousandth issue of Amazing Fantasy. An all-star roster of creators are coming together to celebrate Peter Parker and Spider-Man's birthdays. There does seem to be quite a lot of variants for this, unsurprisingly. But with these, just get in touch and let us know if any interests you. Some of them might be ratio variants. Some of them might be free to order. But you've got variants from the likes of John Romita Jr., Joe Quesada, J. Scott Campbell, Steve McNiven, Peach Momoko. Uh, but again, just get in touch and we'll let you know if those are easy for us to order or whether they're going to be ratio variants. 
Away from that, we've got a couple of new series. So first of all, we've got Ultraman, The Mystery of the Ultra 7. So this is the third volume, I believe, of Ultraman that Kyle Higgins has been writing for Marvel Comics. Art on this is by David Tinto and David Lopez. And this is going to be a five-issue miniseries. Also a five-issue miniseries, and I think this will appeal to a lot of people just because this will appeal to speculators, but it will appeal to people who just like a good story as well. So Edge of the Spider-Verse number one of five. So this is written by Dan Slott. He knows a thing or two about Spidey. Alex Segura and Carla Pacheo. Art by Mark Bagley and more. The end of the Spider-Verse is coming. The leading edge of the Spider-Verse brought you Spider-Gwen and Penny Parker. This final edge will introduce you to some of the most important characters in the future of the Spider-Verse, but it will also slice the final strand of the web. In this issue, Spider-Man Noir, Arana's new status quo, Spider-Rex, and more. So yeah, I would say there would be quite a few speculators jumping on that just with these different variations of Spider-Man. It looks like it's going to be a weekly title, so definitely keep an eye out for that. You've got a one-shot for Gwen Stacy, uh, which is a Jan size Gwen Stacy number one. You may remember, or you may not remember, but there was a Gwen Stacy miniseries that just seemed to, you know, disappear. Well, this is the miniseries getting its ending, and it's all coming together in this 120-page one-shot. So, you've it's going to have the one to three issues as well. So, you're playing full catch-up. I mean, it's almost a graphic novel here. Uh, Gwen's own miniseries finally gets its ending and we're putting it all together. It's got everything. Gwen, the Green Goblin, Kingpin, the X-Men. Representing issues 1 to 3 of the Gwen Stacy Limited series plus a final. So that's going to be a $10 bad boy. So it's essentially a graphic novel if you look at it that way. Also a new series starting this month is Damage Control. A brand new number one of five. Uh, this is written by Adam F. Goldberg, Hans Rodianoff and Charlotte Fullerton. And art is by Will Robson and Jay Foskett as well. Marvel's Unsung Heroes finally gets sung. After the mega part battles and Hulk level catastrophes, Damage Control is always there to clean up the mess and get things back to normal. But Damage Control is much more than just a glorified cleanup crew, and this new series will pull back the curtain and reveal the secret inner workings that were previously only available to people with clearance level 8. And we'll witness it all through the eyes of Gus, a fresh-faced, eager newcomer to the company who has no idea how chaotic his life is about to become. So it's already mentioned characters in this, such as Moon Knight, Nightcrawler, She-Hulk, and more. Ghost Rider I see in there as well. So from there, it, it then moves into the, the continuing series, shall we say. So you've got things continuing, like Daredevil by Chip Zdarsky. Again, still time to jump on that from number one. You have the, the usual X uh, amount of titles, Knights of X, Legion, X-Men 92, for example. Amazing Spider-Man will have reached number nine by this point. <clears throat> We also have, you know, plenty of Avengers stuff. You got Hulk titles. You got Mech Strike. You got Defenders. Basically, lots of really good stuff continuing. Moon Knight as well, of course. Moon Knight, Black, White, and Blood. New Fantastic Four. Punisher seems to be coming to the end of its first story arc as well. Got some beautiful Ghost Rider covers there. There is one worth mentioning here, actually, which is Ghost Rider Vengeance Forever. So. This is written by Benjamin Percy with art by Juan Jose Rape, and this is celebrating 50 years of vengeance. Johnny Blaze, still reeling from his time in Hayden's Fall, seeks the counsel of a seer named Necro the Tattooist, who uses his needle to bring dark truths to the surface. What follows is not only a wild tour through Ghost Rider's lost history, but also a warning about the future and an examination of the troubling weight of legacy. So that's going to be a one-shot, a wee 40-pager as well. Continuing on as well, we've got a brand new relaunch for Alien. I like what they're doing with this, actually. They're bringing it back to number one. Uh, I think they're almost going to be doing this each year, if I had to guess. It's still written by Philip Kennedy Johnson, which is, of course, good news. He's been doing great work so far. But the artist has changed up, and it's Julius Ota. Philip Kennedy Johnson launches a new Alien epic. Man, machine, and the most terrifying creature in the universe. It's an express elevator to hell, and you're going to want to be on it. A small colony of synths have settled in secret on a backwater moon. When a company of United Systems soldiers come to them for help retrieving biotechnology on a hostile planet that could be the key to saving humanity, the synths must decide whether the prospect of peace between man and machine is worth the risk of betrayal. Something tells me it's going to be worth that risk. But yeah, the alien stuff's been really, really solid so far. We're finally getting Predator as well by this point, so it'll be going as a side uh, series. You've got a continuation of the, the Star Wars universe, plenty of good stuff there. But yeah, a couple of omnibuses definitely to point out, one of which I don't actually need because I own it, but I can't recommend it enough. 
<clears throat> and that is Daredevil by Miller and Janssen. So this is written by Roger McKenzie and Frank Miller, David Michelini and more. Drawn by Frank Miller and Klaus Janssen. So this is collecting Daredevil 158 to 161 and 163 to 191, plus material from What If. To give you an idea of some of the stories included in this, you know, it's a classic Marvel hero redefined by one of comics' greatest visionaries. Frank Miller's spellbinding scripts and pulse-pounding pencils mark one of Daredevil's greatest eras. But will the kingpin and bullseye's efforts rob the man without fear of everything he holds dear? Featuring the first appearances of Elektra, Stick and The Hand, the daring discovery that drew Ben Urich into Daredevil's domain of darkness, and such forgotten yet formidable foes as Deathstalker and the Gladiator. Take a rare look at the formative years of a brilliant creator and the series that made him famous as traditional superheroics mix effortlessly with mysterious martial artistry, doomed romance and dark personal drama. That was actually one of the first omnibuses I ever got. I actually remember my mum buying me for Christmas about 10 years ago, just to really show my age. Uh, what else have you got? You've got The Incredible Hulk by Peter David Omnibus coming out, uh, volume 2 of that. Uh, and then moving along from there, you've got some good collected editions. So Strange Volume 1 will be hitting around this time. The What If Miles Morales miniseries, Venom Lethal Protector. Uh, Captain Carter Volume 1 will be coming out. Moon Girl, Endangered Species. You've got some new epic collections as well, such as Venom, Avengers and Wolverine, Star Wars as well. So yeah, plenty in the Marvel book again to, to look forward to. The one thing to finish off with is the Mighty Marvel Masterworks. So... This month is going to see the debut of Black Panther in this edition. So I've spoke about it before. The Mighty Marvel Masterworks are essentially full color reprints of 10 issues at a time of a certain character. They're done in a slightly reduced format size, but that really keeps the price down. These always come in around fourteen fifty, and they focus on a different character each time. So, so far, we've, we're a couple of volumes into Spider-Man, into Avengers, into Fantastic Four. But we're going to be kicking things off for Black Panther here. So this collects Fantastic Four, a couple of issues, Captain America, Avengers, Daredevil issues, and material from Tales of Suspense. So essentially all the early appearances of Black Panther will be making their way into that. So yeah, that is the Marvel book then for June, which again, these are releases slated predominantly for uh, August, the one or two maybe advanced solicits before that. So we're going to finish off, as we always do, with the indie book. And again, there's tons of great stuff here, especially in the image section. I, You know, I folded over the pages to keep my place for all the ones I want to talk about. And uh, there's a lot of folds. The first one up, uh, just to continue that, you know, love affair with uh, The Cult of King, is Love Everlasting, number one. So this is written by Tom Keenan, art by Elsa Charitier. This actually kicked things off, I think, as a substack book. But again, these are starting to come into print, which is great to see. There's some variant covers here, including a rather glorious one by Friend of the Pod and Friend of the Store, Clay Mann. You've also got variants by Elsa Chartier, Tula Lote, Jenny Frisson. Oh, this is going to be expensive for me uh, as well. So to give you an idea in this one, it's a fantasy horror romance. So... From Superstar Award-winning creators Tom Keenan and Elsa Charitier comes a new ongoing series in the tradition of Sandman and Saga. Ooh, talk about putting yourself on a pedestal. Joan Peterson discovers that she is trapped in an endless terrifying cycle of romance, a problem to be solved, a man to marry, and every time she falls in love, she's torn from her world and thrust into another teary saga. Her bloody journey to freedom and revelation starts in this breathtaking, groundbreaking first issue. So, it's down as a series premiere. It doesn't say that it's a mini-series, so I can only presume that this is to be an ongoing. I'm a big, big fan of the art style. You know, I, I always buy any time Elsa Chartier does uh, Kickstarters. I always buy her art books or her... Uh, she did a little Inktober one last year, which was very, very good. Next up... Uh, and again, another one for, uh, definitely for me, is a series called Old Dog. So this is a brand new number one. This is written and drawn by Declan Shelby. So again, another friend of the store. Uh, you've got some good variant covers here as well from people such as Marcus Martin and Kevin Nolan. This actually premiered in the one shot of Image. It's a 12-issue sort of anthology celebration Um series that's coming out at the moment and it's it's showing snippets of upcoming titles as well as telling new stories in established universes but i thought the the opening for this was fantastic so jack lynch was a once promising cia operative on the eve of retirement looking back at a failed career he is tasked with one final mission that goes horribly wrong he wakes years later to a world a changed world and deeper changes within him when a shadow group offers lynch a second chance at atlanta 
A second chance at a life of adventure, he's paired with the last person he could ever imagine. In order to adjust this, Old Dog will have to learn some new tricks. Old Dog is a striking new spy-fi series by Declan Shelley, the accomplished and innovative creator behind books such as Moon Knight, Injection and Time Before Time. I mean, they solicit this as the Winter Soldier meets Mission Impossible. I mean, they're, they're just speaking my language over and over again here. Next up is one that uh, definitely they are speaking my language. This is Deadly Class meets Radiant Black, apparently. I mean, that is just a winning-sounding combination, I have to say. So this is a title called The Dead Lucky. So brand new number one. Uh, looks to be an ongoing as well. This is written by Melissa Flores and art by French Carlo Magno. San Francisco is changing. Tech consortium Morrow is building the city of the future with peacekeeper robots looming on every corner. And wherever Morrow isn't, the Salvation Gang is. Bibiana Lopez-Yang is changing too. She came back from Afghanistan with PTSD and the ability to control electrical currents. If she can hold it together, she might be the hero San Francisco needs. But against an enemy this big, it isn't enough to be good. She'll have to be lucky. This sounds fantastic. I mean, even without the, the Deadly Class reference, the, the preview art looks great. Really colourful, really bright and striking. Um, so yeah, that's definitely one. If you're in the, the store, have a look at the books at the counter. And have a wee flick through the preview art for that. looks absolutely brilliant. Another title coming back, uh, the first or the first volume of this was absolutely brilliant. I mean, you'll know straight away by the title of this whether it's for you or not, and it's definitely for me. This is a title called Shirtless Bear Fighter. So this is Shirtless Bear Fighter 2. It's going to be a seven-issue miniseries in total, written by Jody Lehup and art by Nil Vendrel. Finally, the man, the myth, the legend, Shirtless Bear Fighter returns to the war on bearer. I mean, again, I love that. And a wild new action comedy with higher stakes, new characters, and all the heart and hilarity you expect from series co-creators. This time, Shirtless's search for his true origin sets him on a cosmic collision course with the bear god, Ursa Major. The battle begins this August with 32 ad-free pages of side-splitting flapjack fury. Don't miss it. I'm going to be ordering in Shirtless Bear Fighter 1s as well for that, so just to get you caught up. An absolutely glorious looking hardcover that even though I've collected all the single issues I will definitely be picking up is out this month. Well, solicited this month anyway. It's actually not joint until the end of October. Die hardcover. You've heard us talk about Die loads of times in the reviews podcast, in the store, on the YouTube. It's a series we're huge, huge fans of. It was 20 issues in total coming from the creative team of writer Kieran Gillen and artist Stephanie Hans. In the 90s, six teenagers disappeared into a fantasy role-playing game. Only five returned. Nearly 30 years later, these broken adults are dragged back to discover the game isn't finished with them yet. This was brilliant. It really, really was. It ended so well. It was intriguing. The art is glorious. It's horror in places. It's comedy in places. It's adventure absolutely brilliant and it's going to be a 60 dollars hardcover for everything but to be honest that's roughly about the same price you'd pay for the four trades which do collect it all together so definitely keep an eye out for that uh, again it's an advanced list it's 656 pages and images uh, hardcovers are always great but they do tend to go out of print very quickly so pre-ordering is a must for that couple of good volumes solicited as well due for uh, release in uh, August. You have Newburn Volume 1, which is actually going to collect together Newburn 1 to 8. That's unusual. Usually it's 1 to 6. You also have Rogue Sun Volume 1. I should say Newburn Volume 1, by the way. Chip Zdarsky, writer, Jacob Phillips, Noir, sold. Rogue Sun Volume 1 is writer Ram Parrot and art by Abel and Chris O'Halloran. And again, this has been a welcome addition to the superhero universe of Image Comics. And then you also have one that I spoke about in the reviews podcast in glowing terms, which is a title called Step by Bloody Step. This is written by Cy Spurrier and artist is Matthias Begera and Matthias Lopez. This was a four-issue miniseries. I've just picked up the fourth issue actually this week. But it's a completely silent comic book, just relying solely on the art, and it is absolutely fantastic. Speaking of really nice hardcovers as well, we already have Gideon Falls Deluxe Edition Book 1 from Jeff Lamar and Andrea Sorrentino. Well, this month solicited is Volume 2, which will finish the series off. It'll collect issues 17 to 27, which also includes the... Uh, 27 was a triple-sized issue, so it's almost like a 30-issue miniseries Gideon Falls. But again, wonderful, wonderful cosmic horror. Uh, a title I would speak very, very highly of in store and would highly recommend to anybody who comes through the doors. So yeah, beyond that, Image Comics, a lot of great titles continuing as normal. You know, Walking Dead, Undiscovered Country, That Texas Blood. 
Uh, there was one solicit, though. You know, pray for me. Deadly Class, the final issue is this month. Issue 56, a fond farewell party at an era comes to an end, a step further into strange and unrecognizable future. A final goodbye and a fond farewell. Ugh, I'm not ready for that series to end, but you should know that about me by now at this point. But yeah, that is going to do it for Image, and we're going to move away from Image and on to Boom. And again, Boom Studios have some really good stuff this month, including an original graphic novel as well as some returning series and single issues. The original graphic novel is something called I'm Still Alive. This is written by Roberto Saviano and illustrated by Asif Hanuka. Internationally renowned journalist Roberto Saviano shares his astounding story for the first time. He put pen to paper at age 26, and as a journalist, he had changed laws, exposed widespread corruption, put his own life at risk, and saved countless others. Gomorra, his groundbreaking international bestseller and notable book of the year, exposed the inner workings of the Italian mafia and placed Saviano under direct threat, which he has necessitated 24-hour police protection to this day. Joined by award-winning cartoonist Asif Hanuka, Saviano shares his deepest thoughts and experience of his life in Naples, where he witnessed the power and violence of the mafia firsthand. So yeah, an original graphic novel, that 144 pages, bring that on. A returning series that we're big fans of is a series called Wind. This is another Boom Comics uh, title. This is the start of the third volume, which is called The Throne in the Sky. This is going to be a five-issue miniseries. Written by James Tinian IV and illustrated by Michael Dialnis, so keeping on with the same creative team there. It has also stated that it is perfect for new readers. I would argue that you'd want to read those first two volumes anyway. The Wind Saga continues in this epic new volume. The land of Aserial has grown darker and more dangerous, as tensions between the human and fairy realms threaten to erupt into an all-out war. Could Wind be the only hope for peace, and what will his destiny be if he truly is one of the legendary winged ones? Prepare to embark on an extraordinary fantasy adventure and discover a world of mysterious legends, ancient prophecies, and the brave heroes at the centre of it all. So, yeah, we've been big fans of Wind for years, and it, it seems to be a universe that is building and building and building. So, uh, another volume of that is definitely welcome. Again, you've got your good boom stuff continuing, things like House of Slaughter, things like Something is Killing the Children, Once and Future, Grim, which is a really, really good one as well. But we'll move past there and on to Dark Horse, and there was one that definitely caught my eye here. It's written by actor Patton Oswalt, uh, along with Jordan Bloom, and the artist by Scott Hepburn. It's called Minor Threats. It's a, a number one of a four-issue miniseries. I love the cover straight away because it actually has a corner box for the, the, the show, the head, the floating heads, if you will, for the characters. It's hard out there for a supervillain. Not the world conquerors, chaos engines, or arch nemeses. But the little guys, the ones who put on uniforms, knock over jewellery stores and get tied to poles. And things are about to get worse. The psychotic stick man has murdered Kid Dusk, sidekick to Twilight City's premier crime fighter, the Insomniac. The Insomniac's teammates are tearing Twilight apart, turning it into a police state, desperate to capture Stickman and stop the Insomniac from crossing that final line, in which he may never come back from. Caught in the middle of the small-time C-list villains finding it impossible to walk down the street without being harassed by these heroes. With a bounty on the Stickman's head, former villain Playtime decides to assemble a ragtag team of villains to take down the Stickman and kill him themselves. Again, there's some wonderful preview art for this full splash page art. Uh, really detailed, really colourful. And yeah, that's a title I'm, I'm very much looking forward to. Moving on from Dark Horse and on to Dynamite. Yes, you heard that right dynamite there's actually a dynamite title i'm recommending but the reasons are twofold one it's written by philip kennedy johnson two it's james bond this is a brand new number one 007 it's just called so not even james bond just 007 007 is back in action from writer philip kennedy johnson artist marco finnegan after a high-stakes rescue mission is mysteriously, violently, and mis uh, sabotaged james bond's future at mi6 hangs in the balance as he awaits his fate Bond is urgently contacted by an old flame and mentor, Gwendolyn, formerly agent 003, who warns Bond of an existential threat to England and the global balance of power. But before they can meet, 003 turns up dead, sending Bond on the most personal mission of his career, find Gwendolyn's killers, and expose the shadowy organisation known only as Myrmidon. So yeah, Philip Kennedy Johnson I'm a big fan of, James Bond I'm a big fan of, 
I'm going to be a big fan of that. So yeah, that's going to be a brand new series. I mean, anytime they've they've launched James Bond through Dynamite, it does tend to be more mini series as opposed to ongoings. So I would say that'll either come in a five or maybe six issues for the full story. We move away from there and on to something that is actually spotlighted as a quote featured item. This comes from Abrams Comic Arts. And the reason it caught my eye is because it's from the team who do Monstrous, which is artist Marjorie Liu and uh, sorry, writer Marjorie Liu and artist Sana Takeda. So it's called The Night Eaters and it's a volume one. And this actually comes with a it's an a signed previews exclusive edition. So each copy will include a signed book plate from Marjorie Liu. The first volume in a new graphic novel horror trilogy from the team behind the best-selling series Monstrous. Chinese-American twins Millie and Billy are having a tough time. On top of the multiple failures in their personal and professional lives, they're struggling to keep their restaurant afloat. Luckily, their parents, Ipo and Keon, are in town for their annual visit. Having immigrated from Hong Kong before the twins were born, Ipo and Keon have supported their children through thick and thin and are ready to lend a hand. But they're starting to wonder, has their support made Millie and Billy incapable of standing on their own? When Ipo forces them to help her clean up the house next door, a hellish and run-down ruin that was the scene of a grisly murder, the twins are in for a nasty surprise. A night of terror, gore and supernatural mayhem reveals that there is much more to Ipo and her children than meets the eyes. So yeah, it's going to be uh, limited to 3,000 copies, each coming with that signed book plate. It's a 208-page graphic and it retails at, it's going to be around $24.99, so £22, £23 there, thereabouts. I mean, that sounds good value for the story and you know being a nice hardcover, but we signed book plates thrown in, can't complain about that. But of a couple of Aftershock titles to mention next, and the first one is a title from Garth Ennis and Russ Brown. They have actually collaborated on an Aftershock title before called Jimmy's Bastards, which was sort of their send-up of James Bond. Well, now it's time for Jimmy's Little Bastards. So, a new generation of bastards is back and bolder than ever. A special three-issue format miniseries from Garth Ennis and Russ Brown. After the shattering events of his last adventure, Jimmy is on extended leave from British intelligence, sliding slowly into middle age with carpet slippers, tragic sweaters and a cup of cocoa to match. The former sexist super spy is even reevaluating his attitude to women. His daughter, Nancy, is taking up the slack and fine style, cutting a bloody swath through the recent rogues gallery. But a mysterious message starts Jimmy looking into his family's murky past, where he finds a clue to a strange and deadly new danger. Written by Garth Ennis and drawn by Russ Brown, Jimmy's Little Bastards returns to a familiar world with a new spin. So three issues for that one. And then the other one is a cool sounding title called Samurai Doggy. This is a brand new number one. So this is a 48 pager to, to kick things off. Written by Chris Tex and art by Santos. During the Fourth War of the Sun, a puppy experienced an irreparable trauma. His mother was brutally murdered and his eight brothers, still puppies, were kidnapped by a mysterious man. To save them, Doggy fought bravely against the terrible killer, but all his efforts were in vain and he was left for dead. What nobody imagined was that a technological vulture scavenging the region for corpses would be the one to rescue the dying dog from death's, de- from death's stare. Now, Doggy has become Samurai Doggy, and his only goal is to quench his thirst for revenge. The preview art for this looks awesome. It actually reminds me of something like uh, Daniel Warren Johnson or a good boy sort of style. But yeah, it looks really, really cool. As I say, 48 page to, to kick things off. I think that's going to be a little mini-series there. So definitely something to look forward to there. And then we move away from there and we're just really looking through the previous book at some of the smaller labels. So the first one is AWA, a label that I'm a big, big fan of. And this is a title called Sacrament. This is written by Peter Milligan with art by Marcello Frusen. The Exorcist meets Alien in a sci-fi horror story. Come on. Sounds great already. This is going to be a five-issue miniseries. In the year 3000, mankind abandoned Earth and fled into outer space. Now, a disgraced priest called into action to perform an exorcism on a remote space colony is about to discover that no matter how far you run, you can't escape your demons, and the devil is in fact real. I mean, AWI I've always been a big fan of anyway, so it's, it's no surprise that I'll be jumping straight onto that. One that caught my eye from Clover Press, and this is a, a label I've been showcasing some of their stuff of in the last few episodes they're basically doing original graphic novels or or collections anyway and this is one called 50 
It's uh, solicited as a breathtaking detective thriller that will keep you guessing to the very end. 128 pages, full color hardcover, written by Remy Gurin and art by Alexis Sentinek. Witness True Evil. A special unit of the FBI has the mission of cataloging, classifying and tracking down the worst serial killers in the country. But some don't fit the profile and have proven to be elusive. There are 50 of these killers tagged as suspect zeros. The most formidable of all, codenamed Schrodinger's cat, decides to challenge the FBI by tracking down the other 49. His rules of the game are simple. If the feds find his designated target before him, he will reveal a clue about himself. If they arrive too late, he will kill each suspect zero one by one. Yeah, again, it, it seems to be uh, European creators doing these titles, and some of them just sound great, and they they provide a really nice sort of change to just the traditional American or you know British sensibilities when it comes to comics. So, fifty, really, really looking forward to that one. Moving away from there, I was going to spotlight uh, Fantagraphics a little bit. This is a, a label that a few people have been asking for bits and pieces from in the store. And the first one that caught my eye was a hardcover, Deadly Beloved and Other Stories. So, Johnny Craig's elegant style delivers a surprisingly sophisticated approach to these 31 EC crime and horror comic stories, which include his top murder mystery and his best terror tale. This is a volume which collects comic stories he wrote and drew for Vault of Horror, Shock Suspense Stories and Crime Suspense Stories, as well as the complete collection of all of his stories from Extra, plus the debut of EC's horror hostess Drusilla, and a look at the work of EC artists Harry Harrison, Howard Lawson, Sheldon Moldoff as well, with an introduction by Grandmaster crime novelist Max Allen Collins and essays and commentary by EC experts. So this is definitely one for you classic horror fans, and looks to be a really cool collection they've put together. It's uh, going to be a $35 hardcover, 256 pages. So... From there, we've just really a couple to finish off with. Uh, the first one of that being a heavy metal title that caught my eye. Uh, this is written by Augustine Graham Nakamura. It's a title called Zero Point. It's a, a trade paperback, soft cover, 120 pages. And I just thought this sounded great. So, Bird is a hitman doing one last job before getting out of the business entirely. But when the job goes awry and his target is killed in front of his eyes, things get complicated and the hunter finally learns what it's like to be hunted. The story's manga-inspired art style grips readers, and its breakneck pace takes them on a ride that pays tribute to the great action movies and espionage thrillers of the past while, also charting its own unique path through the modern comics landscape. Yep, anything that goes back to classic uh, action, I am on board with. So, yeah, thought that sounded pretty, pretty good. And then, yeah, just one or two, I think, to finish off with. So the first one is from Titan Comics, and this is a guilty pleasure of a title for me. Uh, I mean, you know this is good when the blurbs on the book are from the likes of Ed Brubaker and Stephen King. This is a title called Gun Honey. So this is the second volume of Gun Honey. We've already had one so far. Trade paperback is already available and in store. And now we're coming back for volume two, Gun Honey, Blood for Blood. It's going to be a four-issue miniseries, so it's released through Titan and their imprint, Hard Case Crime. 2021's best-selling non-premier comic is back for a blockbuster new series, with guns expert Joanna Tan, the legendary gun honey off the grid, recuperating from her last job. A vengeful rival takes her place and frames Joanna for murder. On the run from Malaysia to Milan, from Montana to Monaco, can Joanna catch up with her ruthless enemy, or will she catch a bullet first? Again, there's some pretty cool uh, variant covers for this as well. The cover A is from Adam Hughes. Cover B is from Art Germ. You've got cover C, which is a cosplay cover. You've got Robert McGuinness doing a cover. Um, Joseph Linsner doing a cover. Yeah, I mean, it, it's pure pulpy noir, that kind of title. And it's very much an adults-only title. But I just find there's so much fun and a, and a good break sometimes from the, the superheroine, if you will. And then the last thing I just wanted to mention was Vault Comics. I, I always highlight their titles, their, their single issues. But the reason I'm talking about them this month is they have four new graphic novels hitting. I say new, they're essentially collected editions of already released single issue material. But they do put together some really good trades. The first one is The Rush from Cy Spurrier. Uh, and this one is... This has been fantastic. So, this hungry earth reddens under snow-clad hills. In 1899, Yukon Territory, a frozen frontier bloodied and bruised by the last great gold rush. 
But in the lawless waste to the north, something whispers in the hindbrains of men, drawing them to a blighted valley, where Jan's spider tracks mark the snow, and impossible guns roar at night. The artist in this one is Nathan C. Gooden as well, and it is a beautiful title. Next up, you've got uh, from Colin Bunn and Lila Lees is the last book you'll ever read. This was one that I've been reading myself as well, and it's essentially to do with a book that somehow for well not forces it somehow brings out in people their worst base instincts you know but is it the book that they're reading that gives them the permission to do this is there something supernatural at work or have people just been you know living on the edge and ready to explode you also got the blue flame coming out this month which is from christopher cantwell uh this is uh sort of their superhero book if you will and then one last one is called human remains from peter milligan and it very much jumps into uh darkness and horror and it's a very twisted title as well and the artist on that one is Sally Cantriano, who worked on I Walk With Monsters and The Final Girls. So yeah, some Vault Comics collected editions, which are good to see, because they haven't really done an awful lot of trades at this point, just lots of single issues, so it's nice to see that uh, coming out. So yeah, that is my take on the June previews book. So as always, these books are in store. They're up at the counter. You can come in, have a, look, a flick through them while in store. They are store copies. Please don't ask to take them. Some people do. Uh, but yeah, you can look through them to your heart's content in the store. You know, sit and have a coffee, have a chill out and let us know what looks good to you. We've got sign-up sheets up by the counter as well. Uh, with regards to the pull list, we've mentioned it before. You know, let us know if you want things added on. If you don't have a pull list with us, we can certainly set it up for you. It can be one title a month. It can be 50 titles a month. We're, we're very flexible on it. There's no minimum or maximum. Again, the orders for this will be due, I believe, around the 20th of June. So you have a couple of weeks from this podcast to let us know the titles that you want, just to 100% guarantee them. Again, pre-ordering is the best way to make sure you get first prints, you get cover A's, and you get those all on release day for cover price. No comic speculation to play here. No overpriced titles on release day, Coffee and Heroes, where cover price every time on release day. So again, get those pre-orders in. But anyway, I hope you've enjoyed this. I hope you haven't missed Keith too much. Uh, He will be back with me very soon for more recording, uh, whether it's reviews or book clubs, and I'm sure I'll have him next month for the previews one as well. So again, hope this proved useful, guys. Uh, Again, any pre-orders you want to throw in there, just either get in touch with the store through Facebook Messenger, through email at coffeeandheroes at hotmail.com, or just pop in the store and we'll get you sorted. So in the meantime, hope you're taking it easy out there. Hope everyone's staying safe. And we'll look forward to seeing you in the store soon. So take it easy.